sage and fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMBU.org, Many Voices United, and the Radio Free Network.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage the Rage Lewis. Yo, 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 what is up, party people? Man, exciting times. Exciting times. I'm going to try to talk about actual things today. I want to zoom in. I need to zoom in a little bit. I don't want to be zoomed over there now. Hold on. And then let's me if I make sure I'm... Oh, beautiful. Oh, nothing like, you know, doing production work live. Um, I want to talk... I'm going to try and talk about two topics today. I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm getting sidetracked. Um... Trash and electric. Okay. So, which should we talk about first? Trash or electric? Trash or electric? Trash or electric? I think trash. I want to talk about trash. Okay. So, um, let me take you over here to my... This. These are, these are my videos. Okay. Uh, January. Hold on. This is my... The, do you have this where your your phone just automatically uploads stuff to Google? I love it. Okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I'm trying to go back as far as... Uh, oh, look at that. I'll be selling that gun soon because now I have my gun license. See, that's, more, that's exciting. These are all pictures of videos. Nope, this is December. This is not... That's too far. That's too far. I'm trying to find the earliest picture of our trash that I put out over at the Houseless Movement house, okay? Uh, okay, hold on, hold on. You could just kind of, uh, oh, there's so, it's, there's so many cute pictures. So many, so many memories. So many, so much fun, funness. Okay, hold on. Hold on, it's worth it. It's so worth it. Okay, just because I had some ideas of what I was going to talk about doesn't mean I was prepared. Okay, here is a picture of some trash. This was, when was this taken? This was taken February 6th, okay? So what is it now? It is the end of uh, February. Um. I would say, okay, now this right here, when was this? This picture, I think, okay, this picture was taken. This is at the Houseless Movement house, right over here, okay? This is the house right here. That's Rob's camper that he is like wrapped like a Christo uh, <laughs> art piece. It's a pretty good idea, really. That picture was taken, let's call that February 11th. Okay, let's call that picture February 11th. 
um, this was actually okay. So this is a picture of um, a a tent that we were taking down, and these are homeless people that I have hired to clean out the tent. So um, I, I'll spend a second talking about that picture. So um, can I zoom in on this a little bit? A little bit. So okay. So here is a tent that we have cut away. So this is the, the area around here. So you can see this green and gray. This is the tent right here. Um, and the, um, let me make sure the sound is working. Is the sound working? And yeah, okay, it's fine. I just sometimes wonder if anything is working at all. So, okay. So what I want you to see here is this is a standard tent clean out, okay? I would say when a person leaves a tent, a tent looks like this more than it looks like, um, you know, somebody took all their belongings from a camping trip and swept out the campground and so forth. So let me see if I can highlight some items here for you. It's like, you know, one of those things where you can find items in a picture. This right here, this right here, pee bottle, okay? That's a pee bottle, okay? That's a bottle of pee. So you oftentimes don't want to pee outside. You pee in that pee bottle. Let's see what else we can find here. Uh, there's a knife. <laughs> can you, wait, can you, wait, you can't see that. Hold on, sorry. There's a knife right there, okay? Uh, there's a tent stake. Let's see, what else can we find? What else can we find? Uh, there's a speaker, you know, because who doesn't need a speaker in a tent? Um, the juiciness is all right here, okay? Let's see if I can dig in here. This is all rotten food, okay? These, if I can zoom, can I zoom in more? Right here, these are caps for... Uh, needles. Now, I don't believe I see a needle right now in this picture, but there were tons of needles in this. This is, um, so like this right here is a, ba a bag of cereal that looks rotted. I don't know. I don't know. This, these are, this is food that, um, was like, like this looks to me like a an apple or a tomato. This is a this is a a pretzel. This looks like some sort of noodles. Okay. Um, this is just exposed food that was sitting on the bottom of the tent. Okay. All right. Um, this is a sleeping bag that needs to get thrown away. This is a blanket that needs to get thrown away. All of this gets thrown away. All of this gets thrown away. Let me see. What else? Uh, there's another. T that tent stake does not get thrown away. Love that tent stake right there. Love it. Here's some uh, tools we found. Um, what else? This is kind of fun. This looks like a water bottle here. Cans of soup. See, here's a, here's a Campbell's can of soup over here. I saw another one over here. I don't know what these are. This is, looks like some sort of medicine. I don't even know. I don't know what that is. Anything else that's fun? Here's some scissors. Uh, 
this tent stake broke. Let's see, anything else that's good? Anything? Nah, that's it generally. But what I really want you to see here is if I, if I back up, what I want you to understand is that this tent was um, left for dead, basically. We cut it open, and we then proceed to clean it out, all right? This man here is an incredible worker. This is um, uh, Josh, and you can see here he has no gloves. Very common for a homeless person to not have gloves in the summer or in the winter, um, and I don't have gloves to offer him. This man here had gloves. Pretty good, right? Um, so he is doing this work. Obviously, it's 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 cold. You know, it's I don't know what temperature it was. Thirty degrees or below, right? Because it's there's snow on the ground. Um, he did this all of this work without gloves in the winter. All right. Never once complained. Never once. This is an important picture because I want you to know that I, when I go over to the Houseless Movement house and garden, I am bombarded with requests for work. Bombarded. Can I do this? Can I do that? Can I do that job? Can I help you? Because I pay them. Okay? These guys here, this is not their tent. The people that were in this tent are long gone. Oh, and this is all just clothes here. What's this thing over here? What's this? Some sort of weird mechanical item. This looks like a flashlight right here. Flashlight. I could do this all day. Um, <laughs> I love it. Um, I oftentimes hear people say, oh, you know, these people need to get a job. In, and the, the suggestion is that they're lazy. If I can have, if I could change one misconception about homeless people, it's that they don't want to work. Okay. Let me give you an example. So let's say a homeless person's on drugs. Okay, most common drug right now, meth. You're high six to eight hours for 20 bucks. Where else are you going to get that? Where are you going to get that kind of love? <laughs> and you can function, you know. You feel euphoric. Sometimes you want to have sex. I think there's a lot of sex that goes on. You feel great. You're not cold. You're not hungry. It's nothing. It's everything. It's great. It's great. Absolutely great. So, um, they're on meth and they want to do meth every day at 20 bucks a pop. Of course they want to work. <laughs> Don't be stupid. Now, I would really love to do some business coaching with these drug dealers because they'd make the worst business choices. But I feel their pain because a lot of these people don't have money. So they bring all this 
crap to the drug dealers. They're like, I got this, I got that. Hey, look at this, look at that. And I think the drug dealers, just out of pity, take this stuff in exchange for drugs. Now, I, 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 have, I have several drug dealer friends that are homeless because bad business choices. Bad business choices, people. these people, they're always trying to sell me stuff. So when they're not asking me to work, then they're like, oh, hey, I got this jewelry. I got this, uh, would you like to, like something they wanted me to, uh, uh, um, a jump starter kit. It looked really nice. Like, you know, like you can jump start your car. Tools, phones, um, anything you can imagine. Anything you can imagine. I bought a uh, uh, a Nintendo Switch. Do you know what that was? A little video game thing? 40 bucks. Still have it to this day. It's great. <laughs> Computers. Tablets. The black market's amazing. Um, and then you're going to say, well, where does that stuff come from? I don't know. Look, I don't know. I literally don't know. Stuff is moving around this community constantly. So I don't know where the stuff comes from. I, I don't know. I don't know. Okay? I don't know. I don't know where this comes from. Okay. Anyways, let's go back. So that's the first picture of trash. And so then during then, this here. Let's see. Is this a video? I'm not going to do this enough, but you can absolutely hate homeless people. Hate the fact that I'm sheltering them on my own private property with private money. But the fact of the matter is, we cleaned up all of this trash. Homeless people and me. We did this. And if they weren't living here, all of this trash would be in your parks, in your woods, and your train trestles. All garbage everywhere. The, num you the, the biggest thing I want haters of homeless people to realize is that we take care of our trash. Right, so, okay, uh, I don't know if I put that one on TikTok. I am TikTok famous, by the way. You must follow me on TikTok. Everybody loves me over on TikTok, except the people that hate me, which is fine with me. I don't care. As long as you comment on my videos, <laughs> I don't care if you hate me or not. Just watch my videos and and comment on them. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I would say that if you do not like dealing with trash, you should not shelter homeless people in tents. There is a reason homeless shelters only allow you to bring in like a little bit of stuff. Because... This is not uncommon. This is not uncommon. Bags and bags and bags of trash. Okay? Bags and bags and bags of trash. Um, because they have their own private space. And it ends up looking like this. This, again, is a common outcome of a tent. This right here. This. This is what it often looks like.
pee and needles and rotten food and endless like clothes. One of the reasons I um, don't like getting clothes from donors is because I'm not the clothes guy. I'm the shelter guy. But also, I can't tell you how many clothes I throw away because they're just, they are piled in a tent like this and never used, never worn. They're just collected. And I'm not saying people don't need clothes. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying I end up and my friends end up cleaning out a tent and throwing it away. And I just tired of it. <laughs> tired of it. And so one of the things that I want you to realize is when you this is a good picture. When you are dealing with homeless people living in tents which people now live in tents. I was talking to a guy, a, a donor, who brought me amazing stuff, and he's like, um, um, he's like, I go biking all around town, and he's like, I see more and more tents all the time. So here's the thing. If a person is living in a tent... In the woods, this is the end result, except no one goes to clean it up. Do you understand? When I shelter a homeless person, I agree to manage this. Oh, look, he does have one glove. Look at there. That's my glove. I had one glove. That's right. <laughs> He's like, Sage, do you have any gloves? And I said, I have one glove. He's like, I'll take it. <laughs> That's right. I forgot. Um, I have pictures of that, too. Let me see. Can I find that in a timely manner? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let me try... Exploring Akron places. Middlebury, Northwest Akron, Highland Square. Let's try let's try this. Ooh, I love, I love all the stuff you can find. <gasps> oh, look at this puppy dog. Ah, she lives with us sometimes. I love her. Ah She was taking a ride in my car. Um, okay, let's go back, let's go back, 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 back. Um, okay. Oh, and I just want to make a point. If you think it's just people that live in tents, I would like to show you Exhibit B. This is a clean out of a man who was paying me rent living in a house. Okay? I have... Uh, moved this guy out of a house three times. Every time, the clean-out requires a snow shovel. A snow shovel. This guy here, Mick, whose dog, that was the dog. Um, what's that doggy's name? It starts with an L. It's a girl dog. I can't remember her name. Anyways, um, 
hired Mick. Mick is an incredible worker, incredible worker. He was cleaning out this room. We brought up a dumpster, or not a you know big big trash can, and he was he was starting this by hand. And I'm like, bro, what the hell are you doing? He's like, I'm cleaning up this room. I'm like, you don't clean up this guy's room with your hands. You use a snow shovel. He's like, oh, thanks. So I want you to be aware that it's not just tent people. I've seen this in tiny houses. I've seen it in tents, and I've seen it in real houses, okay? Now, there's been an article, a couple articles now, about uh, Stony Point Commons. Stony Point Commons um, was like an $11 million new construction uh, residential facility for homeless people and disabled people, built in 2018. And it is infested with mice. Now, the builder, Tober, who is a Facebook friend of mine, really wants everybody to know that it's not rats. If I ever say rats, he's like, it's not rats! I'm like, fine. It's the, it's the small rodents. I don't give a crap, bro. The, 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 the lady that was featured in the article had to leave the facility because she was getting sick there's a there's a particular illness that you get when you are surrounded by rodent feces rat or mouse and she had to move back outside she had to move back outside i think she said she was moving back into her car that is a top of the line facility built in 2018 has mice and the beacon journal went over and confirmed it they said there was mice droppings everywhere no they said rodent droppings they said rodent droppings that was the word they used rodents and then the tenant said mice so to be fair stony point commons no one has seen a rat that i'm aware of But like all good protectors of the system, they want to just let you know it's not rats. And in fact, somebody, a wife of one of the workers, wanted to let me know that they felt that the woman in the article was lying. She said, Sage, she's lying. And I'm like, is the Beacon Journal lying? Because they said they went over and saw it. And she didn't answer. I assume she thinks they're lying. They think it's like, you know, being thrown under the bus. The rich white people are getting thrown under the bus. We need to discuss this. Because look, I think my cockroaches are gone. I haven't heard. But right now, or I've been having fruit flies. This is what I'm going to say next is no excuse. I am doing better. I will do better. But this is why. This is why. Because I guarantee this kind of thing was going on at Stony Point Commons. 
How can it not? I have three bedrooms and I can't keep up on this. They won't let me in their room. This is just trash cigarette butts. He never used a, a, an ashtray. Just threw the cigarettes and the cigarette butts on the floor. Never used a trash can. I would buy him trash cans. They would just disappear. I would tell him, throw the stuff in the trash can and I'll come and get it. Instead, the trash can just disappeared. <laughs> um, at first, I offered to, I would pay, I would pay him to clean his room. Then he stopped accepting the, the he wouldn't even accept the money to pay his room. I, he wouldn't, he wouldn't clean his room even if I paid him. Um, what happens is it becomes overwhelming. I don't know if you've ever had a uh, friend or family member that is a hoarder, but the hoarding becomes oppressive. And there are different kinds of hoarders. There's people that hoard objects, and there's people that just don't throw away trash, you know? And, um, and sometimes it's a mix. So this guy, whose room we cleaned out, was not... He was not, like, collecting things. He just wasn't throwing his trash out. And I see it over and over and over again, and so much so that I think it is a symptom of homelessness. I see it so often, I believe it's a symptom. You know, like when you have a cold, and a symptom of having a cold is a runny nose? I think, like... Homelessness could or could not be the actual condition. I think I think it's it's a chain of many things, right? But a symptom of homelessness is giving up. It's hopelessness. Hopelessness. Okay. And um so when you are dealing many hi Michelle. Many traumatic experiences cause hoarding. That's really good to know. Um, I did not know that. I believe that. That makes sense then. That makes absolute sense. A hundred percent, these people are in trauma. They have PTSD, post-traumatic, and existing trauma. It's, it's, it's just trauma after trauma after trauma. And then dealing with past trauma and existing trauma. It's constant. It's like wave after wave after wave of trauma. So that's good to know. So what I'm here to tell you is that if I have a choice, I would rather a person hoard in a tent than in my house. Because when they do this in the house... It infests the entire building. I've had rats. I've had mice. I've had cockroaches. I've had, um, well, most recently I'm having fruit flies. I haven't seen um, bed bugs, but bed bugs seem to be on the wane. They're like kind of down right now. And we didn't have a house when I had bed bugs or when bed bugs were really going around. But I, I haven't seen bed bugs in the house. I'm sure it's just a matter of time. Um, 
I have a man living in this house right now that lives in his tent in his house. I've never been in his room. Never been in. He won't let me in. Very private. Uh, former, uh, he's a veteran. He's a veteran. He's got PTSD. <laughs> College educated, by the way. College educated veteran living in a tent in his room with cancer. <laughs> never been in his room. Doesn't look great when I when he opens his door to crack and I look in. Doesn't look great. <laughs> There's no way in fucking hell he's going to let me in there. No way. <laughs> so I don't know what goes on in that room. Um. So if I have a choice, I want somebody in a self-contained unit, like a tiny house or a tent, because... I, 100% tents have rats and mice, 100%, especially if you put them on pallets, the mice and rats will live under the tent in the pallets. Uh, They also have raccoons and possums, (laughs) which in my mind, I like to use as an incentive to keep the, if, if you don't want, if you don't want a raccoon in your tent. My recommendation is to keep the food out of um, your tent. (laughs) I don't know. But what I will say is that it's cleaner. It's it's safer. from a hygiene perspective to live in a tent or a tiny house than in a group home. And that's what's going on at Stony Point Commons is the entire building is now infested with um, rodents, mice, and who knows what else. I think they said they had cockroaches. Built in 2018, mind you. Now it is 2022. That's four years later. The building straight across from me that I attribute to shutting down our tent city, the um, uh, East Akron Development, EANDC, I don't know what it is, Development Community, I don't know. They uh, paid $13 million for that. It's disabled people in there. 100%. Look, I got a guy who is um, a quadriplegic, okay? A quadriplegic. Like in those, one of those serious, um, you know, electronic, electric uh, uh, wheelchairs. You know the ones I'm talking about, the really, really serious ones. Because he completely, I, I don't know. I don't know. All I know is he's really has serious physical issues, like can't move anything. He can actually move his hand. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, he comes over to my place to do drugs all the time. I'm just going to say it. He comes over to my place to do drugs. (laughs) People from the battered women's shelter come to my place to do drugs. And to have friends. And first of all, look. 
it's not just drugs, okay? Drugs are a community experience. It's just like you guys that drink and think you're better than a meth user, (laughs) which you're absolutely not. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I would take a meth user over an alcoholic any day of the week. I had to throw out my alcoholic. Um, he was a total ass. A total ass. Yelling at women, racial slurs, posting up, like threatening to hit people. I thought he was going to get himself killed. I gave him all of his money back. He moved into the house. I gave him all his money back, which he wanted, so he could drink more. And I sent him on his way. I thought he was going to get himself killed. People hated him. Hated him. Because of his drinking. When he was sober, he was fine. He's still mildly annoying. A little needy. But fine. But when he was drunk, he was an ass. And I'm here to tell you, most of my friends that are using meth are not like that. They're chatty as hell. Some of them. Some of them you can't even tell. You know? And I got to say, the same with drinkers. Some drinkers, you can't tell, you know, but some. Uh, anyways. Where was I going on that story? You see, there we go. Me and just somewhere else on another story. All I'm here to tell you is, oh, I know. The guy doing drugs from the the disabled home across the way. I would love to see his apartment. I would love to see it. He can't smoke meth by himself. How the hell is he going to clean up his own house? Unless he's got somebody that comes in and does it for him. I mean, that's possible, which would be great. Um, I would love it if all my homeless people came with some sort of aid worker that would come in you know maybe his apartment is fine because i i in fact his nurses will come over to us while he's over at our place and you know but oh and so the whole point is yeah they do drugs and um they hang out and they socialize and they're really nice to him and i look forward to seeing him he's always angry i'm sorry he always is because his my street that the city owns is filled with potholes. He gets stuck in potholes in his uh, wheelchair. Uh, and then he gets on my land and he gets stuck on a uh, root. You know, like a tree root. And then he yells at me. And uh, <laughs> he tells me to fill the potholes in the street. And he says, cut out these roots in the yard. And I try my best. I have cut out some roots. I have. <laughs> I have done that. <laughs> I like him coming over. He's a fun guy. He's nice. He's And what's nice is the people are nice to him. They'll pick him up and put him in their car and take him off and take him places. And they take care of him and they feed him. And it's really sweet. It's very, very charming. So anyways, my whole point is, I guarantee if there's not mice over at that EANDC building now, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. Because as Michelle points out, if trauma uh, experience, if traumatic experiences lead to hoarding, 
Those people are... There's a guy that comes over to my place. He's been shot five times. He lives over there. He's disabled because he's been shot so many times. He comes over. (laughs) It's fun. The community aspect of it. It's fun. Anyways, um, community is critical, I think, to uh, reminding yourself that you're human. Okay. This whole diatribe or whatever I'm doing here is not to make an excuse for us landowners. It is so that we can have a fuller conversation of the situation. Okay? Now, did I take pictures of my, what I did? uh, Hold on. Let's see. Did I do that? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Are they? uh, Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Anyways, did you get? So what I want you to know is for about the last month and a half, I have been calling. I have been calling the uh, 311 to get extra pickup at my house. Okay. I have been calling to get extra pickup at my house. Here, let me see this. Wait. So the city now has sent me a notice that they're not going to pick up my trash. Be- okay, so this is yesterday. I took this picture. I took this video yesterday. Because it looks like shit. And I agree. But I'll tell you what. We had it all bagged, and then they didn't come for weeks, and then people went through it and, and pilfering through it, and now it looks like this, and now it's back on me. So don't worry, city. I got it. I'll take care of it. I'm sorry I ever asked for an extra pickup or anything. Uh, yeah, that's that's what's going on. Okay, so yet again, I'm mad. I'm trying not to be mad. I'm trying not to be angry. I'm really trying. But I was upset because I have been calling every week for a month to get an extra pickup. And first of all, it was the the street because it was they didn't plow it, right? Remember our all of our... Um, snowstorms right um they didn't plow it so we didn't get any trash service and then i called again and a a supervisor came out last week i guess um and i thought they were going to pick it up they did not pick it up i called this week and they're like oh it's been tagged and i said what does tagged mean and she's like i don't know All I see in my records is it's been tagged. And I'm like, what does that mean? So what you need to know is apparently there was a tag in here somewhere. In somewhere of this mess, they threw a tag. I never saw a tag. Okay? I never saw a tag. Never. So there goes another week. So now it's a month. And so then... I hear from one of our tenants in the house that a city worker came by and said that if I don't clean that stuff up by Friday, that was Tuesday. No, that was Wednesday. They came, I think yesterday. If It was Wednesday. If I don't have this cleaned up by Friday, they're going to call the health department on me. Okay? So here's the thing. I pay my bills. 
I am not late on my bills. I'm never late on my bills. I pay the bills. My water bill coming up is $200. Includes trash service. I am allowed three extra pickups. Three extra pickups. They never came. And then when it got pilfered through like this, then they're like, we're not picking it up because it's all it's all messed up. You have to bag it and box it really neatly. Okay? So, yesterday, let's see here. Do I got any videos? Okay. I don't know if I have any videos. My neighbor, who's very low income, lent me this trailer. These two homeless guys and another homeless guy, I paid. So if you imagine from this video, okay, this video. Weeks, and then people went through it and, and pilfering through it, and now it looks like this, and now it's back on me. So don't worry, city, I got it. I'll take care of it. I'm sorry I ever asked for an extra pickup or anything. Uh... So that's what it looked like, I would say, yesterday. When did I take that video? Hold on. I took that video yesterday. I don't know what time. I don't know. Can I tell time? Can I tell time on this? Hold on. Let's see. Uh, 2.16. Okay. I took this video. <laughs> Michelle says they're ridiculous. I see curbs all the time for bulk pickup and stuff that isn't bagged up. Okay, right. So. I'm actually getting to a point. There's a whole point in this whole story. <laughs> this is at 2.16, okay? Now, by... Let's see, what time is this? 5.37, it looks like this. All right? So we say we go from 2 to 5, just roughly. In three hours... I hired three homeless people to put this stuff in my truck and use this trailer that my neighbor, I made two trips jam-packed with stuff in the back of my pickup truck and uh, in this trailer. We rebagged it and backed it, bagged it up. Now, I then, can you see this video? My message to you would be, if you can't handle the trash... This is a terrible video. Never mind, never mind. Let me show you here. I took it all to my house on the west side. In fact, I live in a very fancy area of town called... What do they call it? Fairlawn Heights or something? I'm right on the edge. The Fairlawn Heights people would never claim me. But technically, when I go on TikTok... They, I am at in Northwest Fairlawn Heights, and um, whenever I talk about poor people, somebody is always sure to be like, oh, yeah, he's from Fairlawn Heights. And I'm like, Northwest Fairlawn Heights. That's what I say. Not the fancy Fairlawn Heights. <laughs> That's what I say. So this is last night at 6.30, okay? Ah, Michelle says they tagged me once because my kids put the cans facing the wrong way. Oh, yeah, for sure they'll tag you for that. Now, this picture is 7.09 a.m. this morning.
less than 12 hours, I called the city and said, hey, can I have an extra pickup? And by 7.09 a.m., these city workers are at my house loading this trash. And I tipped them, by the way. $10 each. Because, holy crap, what would we do without... Can you imagine? Can you imagine what life would be? These guys are out at my house at 7.09 a.m. today. In 12 hours, I was able to eliminate trash that I could not get picked up in a month on the poor side of town. And that's what I'm calling it. I'm calling it classism. I am. I'm telling you, the way I bagged it originally was no different than the way I bagged it here. I know how to do trash. What you're seeing here, this is not a great picture of it. Let me see. Is it? Uh, this is better. Oh, this is better. Yeah. This right here is, okay, 7.02 a.m. This is right before they came. This is the trash. This is exactly how I bagged it over on the poor side of town. I do not get a discount in my trash service on the poor side of town. I pay the exact same rate, but I am telling you I have different rights because it's poor people. That's what I think. I can tell you this. I don't think I have ever received an extra pickup at that house. Not once. I do this every time. I put out the stuff at the other house. I call them. They don't pick it up. And I bring it over to my house on the west side of Akron. And they pick it up instantly. Okay? This is what classism looks like. It's racism by dollars. I am not in any way suggesting that racism does not exist. It does. It's another layer. Okay? We hate people for all kinds of reasons. They're disabled. They're old. They're mentally disabled. I should say physically disabled, mentally disabled, uh, uh, um, black, Asian, women, and poor. We used to all be poor. My wife was telling me she went to a, a diversity, equity, and inclusion meeting last night, and she learned that the GI Bill was a racist thing. Okay? So they redlined districts back then, and they were like, oh, well, don't give loans to these areas and give loans to these areas. Apparently, before the GI Bill, you had to, if you were going to get a house, you had to put like 50% down or something. And then the GI Bill came along, and they're like, hey, now if you're a GI, you only have to put 10% down, but only in these areas. And you'll never guess where the areas were that they wouldn't loan to. Black areas. 
It's called redlining. I am a realtor. I was just reading about it again. I have to do my, uh, you have to do continuing education. I own my mother's house. My mother is dead. She died a few years ago. My mother got her house bought outright by my grandfather, my father's father. My grandfather bought my mom and dad a house outright, paid outright for it. My grandfather did. My mother and father got the house. My father divorced my mother. My dad couldn't afford uh, alimony or child support or whatever. And she's like, I'll let you off the hook on child support if you give me the house. Because she was going to have to sell the house when I was 18 years old. Really freaking smart. And then she, she sold that house, bought another house outright. And I still own that house to this day in Akron where rents are now over $1,000 a month. I do not charge $1,000 a month on rent for that. I charge $750 because I think $1,000 is too much. Um, but I'm my kids going to college, and I'm like, ooh, I could really use that $1,000. <laughs> but I'll, well, we'll cross that. Anyways, anyways. Uh, Terry. Hi, Terry. I see what happens firsthand over there. Thank you for still helping the people that can't help themselves. I love you, Terry. Thank you. So now Terry is white. I'm just going to talk about it and, and, uh, uh, because classism, it is hatred based on income level. My wife looked out here. Most of the people that I, um, Shelter in tents are white. I don't think I am sheltering anybody black in my... I have a theory that black people don't like tent living. <laughs> it could also be racism. I'm, I, we talk a lot about racism in our community and how we need to make sure that we're open and inviting of, of black people. And black people do uh, hang out with us. 100%. We have black people hang out in our little basement community center all the time. That's, uh, but rare, uh, but I have, I mean, uh, well, no, there's an older black man that lives in our house. It's not that we don't have any black people. I just don't think that it is, um, on par with the number of black people that are homeless in Akron. There's more people. Uh, if my story can help, go ahead and tell it. Okay. Thank you, Terry. Thank you. Okay. I will. Thank you. Um, I just feel like and I do know that we have some serious racists among our group. There are, in our homeless people. But there are also people that are not racist. I would say the vast majority of the white people that I work with are not serious racist, but we do get some. We do get some. And I do not put up with that shit. Because I'm like, look, you're all living in fucking tents, people. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> You've got bigger problems than hating that guy because of the color of his skin. That's what I tell him. So, at any rate, I do not change. I don't pay any less because I'm my 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 people are over there. I believe that they go over there 
And they're like, this is where those no good homeless people are. I'm not picking up that trash. There could be needles in that trash. Oh, there's needles in that trash. Whoops. Whoops. Sorry. 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 But there's needles in that trash. too. It's the same trash. I don't know why they don't pick it up. Look, some of my friends go to the uh, health department for the for the the needle exchange every week. Every other week, you get a hundred needles. Okay, when you live in a, a a tent and you can't throw away rotting food, what makes you think you're going to throw away your needles? <laughs> A hundred needles every other week per person. That's 50 needles a week. Okay, just let me give you this. Let's say I take six people to the needle exchange every week or every other week because you're only allowed to go every other week. That's 600 needles every other week. That's just say there's four weeks in a month. That's 1,200, 1,200 needles a month. 1,200 needles a month in my backyard. (laughs) I'm not saying I see that many, but I see a lot. I see a lot. A lot of needles. Because you know why? Those needles don't come with sharps containers. We talk about it. We're like, put it in a pop can, put it in a, put it in a, a plastic bottle, put it in a polar pop, put it, put it in somewhere. They don't. They leave it in the bottom of their tent. Some of them, not all of them. I'm not, and I'm not trying. But what I'm getting at is, it's the same trash. I just moved it from the east side to the west side. They don't know what's in that trash. There's urine in that trash. There's rotting food in that trash. There's needles in that trash, uncapped. Uncapped. With blood in them. (laughs) They don't throw away good needles. (laughs) Don't be ridiculous. So... Is it possible that they look at that trash on the on the east side and they're like, oh, that's that dirty no? Oh, I know where I was headed with that. Man, I'm really off. I, eh, that's not unusual for me to get distracted. My wife looked at the reason I brought up the black and white thing is because it's all right now. I don't think I have any black people in a tent. My wife looked out. She's like, I can't believe this is my life. And then I like, I'm, I'm like, well, at least I'm not Doctor Bob, whose wife had to be chased around her house with a drunk guy with a knife. And she's like, if I was Dr. Bob's wife, we would not be married. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's why I do my work over on the east side. Because <laughs> I like being married. But every once in a while, I have to do shit like this. And my wife looked out the window, and she's like, that's white trash. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God, that is white trash. That's white people's trash. That's white trash. And then I'm like, oh, there it is. There's what it is. Those people are white trash. They're rednecks. They're, what else? What are the other? So, 
And may I say, classism, all these bigotries, it's not like you can make somebody, uh, you, you, you lift somebody up and then all of a sudden they're, they're enlightened. Hell no. No way. Uh, you can take, I, I, I know a lot of African Americans that uh, look down on uh, homeless people. A lot of them. Um, and it's not that they're black. They just, I, you would be like, sometimes I also run into African-American men that are really misogynistic. And I'm like, haven't you been oppressed for the last 400 years? I'll ask them that. And they're like, nah, these women, they, they don't, uh, they're getting equal pay for equal work. They just don't work as hard. Literally. I've, I've had, I've had black men tell me that. And I'm, again, it's not because he's black. I'm just saying, it's just, I find it amusing that, you know, and then I'm like, uh, do you think that society uh, uh, weights things differently because you're black? He's like, oh, hell yeah, they do. Do you think it's possible that society weights things different for women? Nope, nope, nope. They just don't work as hard. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. All right, just checking. <laughs> just checking. <laughs> and again, I'm not saying that all black people are like that. That's one conversation I had with one black man. Okay. Um. I just find it amusing. And so at any rate, um, I find it in former homeless people. They'll look at these homeless people. And they'll be like, oh, they're so gross. They should quit those drugs and get a job. I see it all. I hear it all the time. I hear it all the time. I'm like, weren't you living in a tent right there? They're like, yeah, but I'm different than them. I'm like, oh, I don't, oh okay. If you think you're different, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, um. There's judgment. There's judgment. You walk up on a scene and you judge it. Whether you're a police officer, an EMT, or a sanitation worker. When you're a human, you make prejudgments. You do. You do. Okay? And I'm here to tell you, for 280,000 years of our existence on planet Earth, most of that time, it was good. You make snap judgments. You're like, that's from the out group. Kill him. Because if you don't kill him, he's going to kill us. Look what happened to Christopher Columbus. Brought that guy over. Look, at he brought disease, then raped and pillaged. And then we gave him statues for hundreds of years. <laughs> Good job raping and pillaging and uh, murdering people by biological warfare. Good job, Christopher. Uh, so, yeah, they would have been better to uh, throw down with those Christopher Columbus people, right? They, their bigotry of the white man. You see, they didn't have bigotry of the white man. They didn't know about the white man. <laughs> Malcolm X called the white man the blue-eyed devil. Not incorrect, sir. <laughs> not incorrect the bigotry helps so you can make snap judgments you're like that guy's in that guy's out kill that guy it's how we survived but now we're doing it for people that um it's not really helping us they're like poor gross person health hazard a drain on society white trash white trash 
And now we have to first acknowledge that in us and not be upset. It's fine. I get it. It's very natural for you to make these snap judgments. But then to be open to think about, well, what could, could I learn something about them? If I learn something about them, could it help me? Could it help society? And that's the big thing. Like one of my, like I said, my biggest thing is I want people to realize that homeless people aren't um, lazy. If nothing else, they, they want money for drugs. If nothing else. And a lot of times, like, look, I took these people to get an ID uh, this week. They said, hey, Sage, we're at the Dollar Tree. Can we go to the Dollar Tree? They bought stuff at Dollar Tree. It wasn't drugs. You can't buy drugs at Dollar Tree, I don't think. They bought stuff for their tents. Cleaning supplies, food, some candy bars, stuff like that. With money. Just regular people. Okay. I got to go. Uh, anyways, I was going to tell you about the electricity. A lot of excitement about the electric. Maybe I'll tell you that next week. Apparently, I needed an hour to talk about trash. I love you. I love you. I love you. Um, you are the wind beneath my wings. I can't ever stop saying that, but you really are. You're the reason you give me hope uh, because I see you acting out there in amazing, awe-inspiring ways. And it's really the least I can do because I have the space in my life to do this work. And I enjoy it. And um, and I see you guys doing your work. And I'm like, wow, man, that's amazing. That's amazing. So, yeah, I love you. I'll see you later. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.